Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Success. We've been talking about success. And, and today I want to talk about how to become successful in earthly things. How to be successful in God in earthly things. You know, last week we talked about how, you know, eternity is a big part of our lives. And this week, I kind of want to talk about what you do with the things you have now affects eternity. That's kind of the, so it's the opposite look today about success. And, and I'm going to read a, a, a passage to you that's it's a little long. I have to read all of it. It's 13 verses. I don't usually read that long, but in order for you to understand the whole passage, it's, it's that long. And, you know, I, I laughed at some of the things that I read and stuff like that because they all get caught up on the wrong thing that, as, they, as they studied this because, because this is a very strange kind of story or parable uh, about, about uh, this, this, and they use the term dishonest uh, businessman and how the boss actually commends the dishonest businessman. So all the, all the conservatives, how does God convince, you know, you know, it's, it's not that he wants you to do something. Don't forget, that's not even the point of the whole message. So don't, let's not get caught up on that. Let's get into what it really is talking about. And it's talking about how this man affected eternity, how he affected his uh, future, and how he made his future successful in what he did now. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So let's jump right in. It's Luke chapter 16. It's 13 verses. Pray for me as I read. Okay, Jesus told the story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. And one day a report came to the manager uh, th that the manager was wasting the employer's money. So the employer called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you are going to be fired. So man, he's in trouble He's in trouble. Trust me, if you're sitting in your job and you're not doing your job, it's a matter of time before you're found out. Can I get an amen? Oh, not so many people saying amen to that. The, the manager thought to himself, uh, the ma manager thought to himself, what now? My boss uh, has fired me. I don't have a, st a strength to dig ditches, uh, and I'm too proud to beg. Oh, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I am fired. See, he's thinking of the future. He's thinking of the future now. Okay? He says, so he invited each person who owed him money to his employer, uh, to, his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? And the man replied, I owe 800 gallons of olive oil. And the manager said, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 uh, gallons. And how much, how, much does, and he, so he, how much do you owe your employer? He asked the next man. Uh, I owe him 1,000 bushels of uh, wheat. Uh, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. He gets complimented for what he does. Okay. We're not going to get into that too much, but it's quite interesting. 
The rich man um, had to admire Bubba. And, and it is true that the children, now this is Jesus kind of like, now he's going to say something. The children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of light. So basically we just got insulted. It says that the business people and the people in the world are smarter than us. And you know what? I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to leave my notes for a second. And I'm going to say, you know, can I be honest with you? Sometimes that is so true. So true. Can I say it in a different way, though? Because I've heard this said uh, by uh, Christian businessmen. It's just so sad. First of all, when Christian businessmen are, are dishonest, it's very sad. When, when, when Christian businessmen rip off other Christian men, it is very sad. It is wrong and not good. Not good. But here's what I often hear. I hear Christian businessmen saying, I don't want to work with other Christians. That's wrong. And, and the reason why they often don't is because uh, neither one deals in integrity. You know, sometimes, you know, a Christian businessman works with someone and, and, the, other, and the, 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 the guy, the employer, or the other businessman says, you know, you need to forgive me. Well, this is business. You know, you should be honorable with what you said. You should do what you said. Both should do what they say. I can say this, that, you know, we built this building, and we've, I've built two other buildings, three other buildings in the United States, uh, basically on handshakes with other Christian men, and they've all worked out really well because I wanted to be honorable, they wanted to be honorable. And we want to be honorable in what we do here. We still have some stuff work left to do here in this building, but we want to be honorable. We're not going to try to get around it. We're going to face it. We're going to be honest, and we're going to do it. But I got off track. Where was I? Okay. But then he tells you, here is the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit those, uh, uh, benefit others, and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, gone, you will be welcomed into the eternal home. If you are faithful in the little things, you will be uh, faithful in the large things. But if you're dishonest with little things, you won't be honest with great responsibilities. If you are trustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust who? Who, excuse me, if you are untrustworthy, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are unfaithful with other people's things, why should you be entrusted with things of your own? See, this is a whole thought about success here. Okay? No one can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God uh, and, 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 being, and, and money. You can't serve both. So here is the lesson. Your worldly, uh, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then your possessions, when your possessions are gone, you will be welcomed into heaven. See, there's an eternal thought here. There's what you have now, what you do with what you do, what you have now, will affect your future. That's how God looks at things. What you have been given, by the way, it's not yours as we just read, but when you've been given to manage those things, if you manage them properly and well and you do the right things with them, then, you're, uh, then you're, you'll be welcomed in heaven. That's actually what it says. 
about? What's he talking about? Well, let's look at the man, and let's look at what he did right. Let's not look at what he did wrong, because he did a lot of things wrong. He was dishonest, but let's not look at that. Let's look what he did right, because that's where the key is. The first thing is, he, he couldn't do anything about the past, but he could change the future. Some of you are living in the past, and you get on yourself, and you know you keep beating yourself for all the mistakes you make and things like that, that will never help your future. That will not help you be successful. Now, what will help you be successful is to learn from your mistake. Obviously, learn from your mistake. I don't even believe in failure. I don't believe there is anything, there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning lessons. You know, I think I've quoted this Denzel Washington. I like what he says. He says, if you want to be successful, then you better be very familiar and comfortable with failure. You have to be. Because you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But if you keep uh, dealing with your past, you know, like if this man, this manager just worried about what happened, went, oh no, I made a lot of mistakes, I'm, fa I'm fired, you know, and just sat there and did nothing, his future was set. He would have kept staying in the same place. He wouldn't have a home later in life. So he didn't stop and wait and just worry about the past. He said, okay, I made mistakes in the past. And even in those mistakes, you're going to kind of have some consequences. But you can start making good decisions now that will help you in the future. And that's what he did. That's what I like about what he did. So do it. Do me a favor. Do what the Bible says. Take your sins and your mistakes and throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. Because God takes them, he says, and he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. He just forgets them. You know, many times we're coming up to him and we're like, oh God, I'm so sorry for what I did last week. You know, you had already told me you were sorry, but you're saying it again, and he's sitting there going, what are you talking about? I've forgotten that. I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm thinking about your future. So if you failed in business, that doesn't mean you'll fail again. If you, if you failed in a relationship, that doesn't mean you, you should keep thinking about that. You say, what did I learn? And time to move on. You know, if, you've, if you failed and, and, and you don't have any money because you, you invested in the wrong thing, all right, stop getting all angry about it and start doing something that will affect your future. See, this is what this guy did. And for that, he became successful or at least he helped his future. Second thing, I love it. He used his position to forgive and set people free. Really cool idea. He had a position. He still had, I guess the other guys didn't know he was fired. And so what he did was he decided that, you know what, I'm going to use my position to set people free. When's the last time you were, if you're a business person, when's the last time you thought of it that way? Most of, my whole study on success has really said to us, you know what, the, the business world, we've got it all messed up. Oh, we have bought in. Actually, we've bought into Satan's way. Really, we have. Because it's all about me. It's all about my gain. It's all about the bottom line is money, and we don't care about people. It's all about what I get. And yet, you, if you're a businessman or woman or you're in a position, you have a great opportunity to set people free set them free 
to forgive them and set them free, to put them on a path of, uh, that, that can build their future. And so I'm not just talking about business people. So if Johnson, you always sit in the front row, so you get it or you get it, Josh, one of the two, or, you know, Wes gets it too. You know, here we are. Don't stand here because you're going to get feedback, so I'll stand right here. So anyways, if, 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 if you sin against me, I am now in position. I am in the upper position. You've sinned against me. You've wronged me. You owe an apology to me. See, if I keep saying this, you're going to feel worse and worse the more I talk about it. You, you made a mistake. You, you dishonored the, the, a, 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 a person created in the image of God. You're you worthless. You're, if my mind says I'm not good enough. See, you've got to sing that song if that happens. Trust me. Even if someone's doing that to you, start singing that song. Amen? Can I get an amen? amen. But I'm in a position to completely set him free. Oh, to set him free. Just a quick thing, and we're going to talk really, the next series is about don't take the bait, and that's all I'm going to say about that. It's a really interesting series. It's going to be talking a little bit about this, uh, but some deep stuff in that series. But I'm in that position. So let's say Johnson comes to me. I'm just going to give you a very practical thing. Johnson comes to me and says, says uh, Donald, you know, please, please forgive me. Do me a favor, don't say this. Don't say this. Don't say this. That's okay. Don't say that. It's not okay. It wasn't okay for him to do what he did to me. It's not okay. The better response is, you know what? I forgive you. I'm not going to hold that against you anymore. You're free. And if I ask for forgiveness... Uh, you'll notice if it's happened to you, if I've asked forgiveness for you because I've done this, uh, because I make a lot of mistakes, and I ask you to forgive me and you say it's okay, I usually say, no, it's not okay. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? I want the words. I need the words to hear it. But you're in a position. You're a husband and your wife does something and she feels bad about it. You're in a great position. You're a wife and your husband does something wrong to you and, and, and hurts you. You're in a tremendous position. You're in the perfect position to set them free and forgive them. So this man used his position to set someone free. Ooh, we need to do that. We need to set people free. Can I get an amen? amen. I, it's time to set people. Use your position, whether it's, it's financially. Uh, you can do that financially. If you, you, know, if you have uh, an opportunity and you have some money and someone doesn't, oh, you could set them free. I remember when my, my, my friend, uh, I think I told this story one time, but I had a car and, and I was trying to sell it and he needed a car. And I simply gave him the car. instead. I mean, the car wasn't that much money. And I gave him the car. Boy, he cried. He wept like a baby. He was so thankful. He was so thankful. You know who got more set free than him? Me. Woo, I felt so good. My wife and I were like, woo -hoo! That feels good to set somebody free. You know, it really feels good to set someone free. Not again. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Be gone with you. Okay, I just shut it off. <clears throat> the third thing, obviously, is easy. He used his resources to benefit others. This, I think, is the secret to success in God, to use your resources to benefit others. 
Let's use a wonderful example. Have this mind in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who being found in the form of God, did not consider uh, uh, this something to be grasped. So he's in a position, he's in the highest position you possibly can have. And what does it say? But he humbled himself and he became obedient. Obedient even unto death. Death of the cross. See, he used his position to benefit us. There's nothing more godly than to use your resources and your position to bless and benefit others. This is the key. It's funny. Do you want a name which is above every name? That at the name of Josh, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall confess. Right? I mean, that's because of what Jesus did. The Bible says that every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Because he took what he had and he used his resources to benefit many. It's really interesting. I want to read this scripture. I don't have it up there. Um, and I stole this one from, from, uh, from uh, Pastor Jessica. She read this verse. It's, it's out of 2 Corinthians. This is the secret um, as it is written. We have freely scattered their, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower... And bread for food will also supply and increase the store, uh, the store of your seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion uh, and through your generosity it will result in thanksgiving. Now that's a lot of talk, but let me just make it simple. It's very simple. You have both seed and you have bread. Bread is for now. Seed is for later. God gives you what you need. How many beds do you need? How nice of a car do you need? How many cars do you need? How many houses do you need? Seriously, think about it. Because that's what the accumulation of what we're doing is. You know, this is what we do. We, we want more, 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 me, 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 me. I want more bread. I want more bread. I want to eat more. It's all about, I want to eat more. <laughs> right? But see, if you don't sow seed for the future, you're not going to have bread when it gets there. Can I get an Amen. And, and the way you sow seed is not planted for yourself. In eternity, the way you sow seed is you benefit others. You give out to others. That's what he said. He said, so I will have a home in the future. I'm going to do it now. You know, I often share this story because it was quite a, quite a, uh, quite a uh, stressful uh, story, and that's my granddaughter uh, Nina. When she was, when she flew to Singapore to have the operation, I stayed here. That operation, uh, that whole thing, everything was just under two hundred thousand uh, Sing dollars. I ain't got that. I got some, but I don't got that. 
My, my in-laws, you know, Daniel's parents, they don't have that. You guys blessed us. You know what I did? I sat for four days in front of my computer and I dialed up every person I ever helped. And I said, I helped you, I need help now. I had a whole lot of seeds stored up and in four days I raised $50,000 US because I had people that I had been blessing. I don't want any more from them. I needed it then. I sowed those seeds and I reaped those seeds. I needed them. I desperately needed them. Let me ask you a question. If something bad happens to you now, do you have people that you have sowed into that you can call and say, I need help? See, that's why you need a community. That's why you need a community of people. That's why you need a life group or a connect group. That's why you need them. Because let me tell you, if all of a sudden you disappear in this crowd, no one's going to notice because there's a lot of us. But if you're missing out of that crowd, they're going to say, where is my friend? Where is the one who blessed me? Where's the one who helped me? I want to help them now. I get phone calls all the time from people who end up in hospital and like they've not been a part of any community and they want help. Now, I help them, but it's like, where's your community? Where's the people you've been blessing? You know, if Pastor Jessica doesn't show up one Sunday, the first thing I'm going to do is make a phone call. Why? Because she's blessed me so many times. And now I want to know what's wrong. And if she calls me and says, I need help, I'm going to help her. Why? Because she's blessed me. See, she sowed into me. If we're not sowing into people, how are we ever going to reap when we're in need? This is what this shrewd man did. He sowed into his future by helping people. I mean, I wept. I wept a long time after those four days when I saw people blessing me. And I thank my God that I was stupid enough to help people. I mean, you know, when I say stupid, I never thought I would have this. You know, I'm a very proud man. I'm like, I'm not in need. I don't, you know, I, I'm stupid. I'm very proud. I want to be independently uh, able to take care of my own. But I needed somebody. Are you sowing into God now? Because you're going to need him in the future. You're going to need him desperately. Because no matter how, I remember, I, now I'm really off, but so what? I remember I did this, uh, this funeral for this woman. She was old. She was in her 90s, you know. And, and, and every comment, I knew her and all her friends, you know, they, it, this is a compliment. It's not an a, a, a insult. They would say, she's a tough young, she's a tough old bird. Like, man, she, like, she was so strong. Even in her old age, she was so strong. You know, and I remember doing her funeral, and God gave me a word, and I was very honest. I was like, you know, uh, I won't say her name, you know. This woman was, was uh, you know, she was really strong. Everybody was like, yeah. She was like really strong. She, she was just very strong. I was like, yep. I said, but she couldn't overcome death. No matter how strong you are, you're not going to be able to overcome it. Are you sowing things now that will reap eternal benefit? So important. Uh, I'm going to skip a few things because I'm way out of time. Um, they keep yelling at me. He says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate the one and love the other and you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. Uh, you know what's interesting is in this passage, and I don't have time to go through it, you know what God calls money? Little things. 
He says, money is a little thing. He said, if you can't handle the little thing, how are you going to be handled something else? He's calling money little, like nothing. He's saying money is nothing. If you can't handle your money right, if you don't sow your seeds using the money you have, if you're not giving out your money and sowing it and, and, and using it as seed to benefit you know, people and the church and all those things, if you're not putting it into, and you're not investing in things of God, those are things of God, then you're not faithful in little things. God's not going to make you faithful in much. Some of you are struggling in businesses and things because you're not doing that. Can I just be honest with you? Okay, a couple of don't thinks. Don't think when I gain it, I will give it to God. Don't think that. Don't think that because you're not practicing for the future. I remember when I had like $5. I used to have $5 left for the week. I remember. I didn't want to tie that $1. Come on, it's a lot of money. And I was studying to be in computers. I said, God, when I get it then, I'll give it to you. Until when I got it then, I realized, oh boy, giving that much is even more. Trust me, that $1 is like gold to God. It is the best. Only what you give away is what you keep in the future. Don't say to yourself, I can prioritize my life for God and at the same time, I'm going to prioritize my life for the things of this earth. They're in direct contrast. They are, you know, do not love the world or the things of this world. Do not love them. In America, they say, don't love your car. It won't love you back. Don't love your house. It's not going to love you back. It's going to just fall apart. It's going to cause you grief. Love your wife. She can love you back. Love your children. Sometimes they love you back. <laughs> Don't worry. Grandchildren are coming, and they're even better. Anyways, they always love you. You understand what I'm saying, yeah? Don't, don't think you can prioritize both. You can't. You prioritize one or you prioritize the other. And I'm telling you, so in this time, this life, so by giving your resources and, and blessings to others so that in the future you will be welcomed in heaven. That's what that verse says. You'll be welcomed into heaven. I'm going to stop here and just read this last scripture verse out of Colossians. And so that's your cue in the back. That's your cue. It's your cue. They're sitting down. Hurry up. Get up. Move it. Please know, when I reference anybody, I'm just kidding around. I love, let me tell you, these guys in the back, they work hard. And if you say, oh, I don't like the way they're putting the screen, you try it. You try it once. Matter of fact, I want you to come and tell me that you're not happy with something because we believe in, in this community that every complaint is a volunteer. <laughs> it's very simple. Let's do that, yeah? So what I want to do is... I